and basketball analysis with over 70 years combined experience. This is the Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman podcast. NBA, some college, a little bit of everything. You know, what can I say? But it wasn't going to happen here with him. I was okay with it because it wasn't about talent, I didn't think. All right, let's get right to it. Bob Ryan is back from Transy. It's Transy, Jeff Goodman, I was told. Transy, which is somewhere in Kentucky. I I drove by there in the preseason. It's right in Lexington, right, Bob? Like, I I drove downtown Lexington. It's 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 right there. Stone stuff from downtown. It's a nice little neighborhood. It's a nice, compact campus. Campusy. It's campusy. I mean, it just, you know, you want a picture of a college campus putting a – Take a picture of Transy. Um, and that's what it's called. Transy, everybody can, uh, even within and without the community, it's known as Transy, Transylvania University, which is the oldest university west of the Alleghenies, you know, founded in 1780, got a very interesting history, got an amazing collection of alumni, uh, of politicians. How's the team, though? But, Bob, how's the team? So-so. They, uh-huh. they were um, eight and five when I saw them. They lost to the first-place team in the Heartland Conference, Hanover, uh, they were behind 17 to one to start and they dug themselves out of the hole and, and I got it down to about. Eight. Did you, did you give, did you go on the court and give like an inspirational speech to them when they were down 17? <laughs> no, I was, I was the color man on the stream streaming uh, broadcast, however. Oh, we got to get a hold Very of that. Cool. So oh, that uh, to, that, we got to get a hold of that. Especially when they were down 17 to one, right? Yeah, like, was, what was Bob saying then? Well, you know, I'm not, I was trying to be nice, you know, you know, it's, it's a long game, you know, that game ain't over. Yes. I don't know. That's right. I, so, and Jim, I, and Bob, Bob, this was Jim 203? Jim 203, Jeff. <laughs> Here we go. He, you see, he counts the twos and uh, NAIAs. Of course I do. It, it doesn't matter. It's it a venue matter. for college basketball. That's what I, I got it. two new ones this year. I got the second time at uh, the, the new gym at High Point. The Kubain Center, which is fabulously over the top, almost. And uh, you got to come to Gonzaga with me next year. I love we to. Do- I know. Why didn't I we do it? I was out there this year. I was just telling uh, t- telling uh, Gary. You know, he's asking me about where I haven't been. I said I've only gotten most of the iconic places. The one great iconic place that I don't have is Oklahoma State, the Iba, the yeah. Gallagher Iba. Yeah. I, I still want to go there, okay. but uh, uh, but uh, Gonzaga, you've sold me on. Have you been to Lubbock? Have you ever been to Lubbock? No. I may go I may go this weekend. Texas, Chris Beard goes back to Texas Tech. Uh, it's going to be one of the best slash worst environments you've <laughs> ever seen because they despise him. When you leave Texas Tech to go to Texas, <laughs> I mean, they absolutely hate him, even though he, he took him to a national title game. But, all right, Bob I know Ryan, it's an NBA pod. If We're Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman make a road trip, you have to document it. You got to make it into a Snapchat or a. Yeah, no, we will. Well, I don't know how to do Snapchat, and I know Bob. We'll we'll, we'll leave the Snapchatting. To, my to my, my ten year old will put it together for you. How about that? Coach, Coach Belichick would call it Snapface. Snapface, exactly. <laughs> okay, guys, here we go. The Ryan Goodman Pod, along with Tangways, brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Uh, we are heading towards uh, the springtime. Uh, and of course, you get the basketball players to look ahead to. NCAA season is heating up. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this week. And check out the odds for the upcoming transit game. Uh, Bob maybe can give you some insight on that. <laughs> Head to our new updated desktop or mobile web- website to sign up today and receive 50% off. 
a welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code CLNS50 to receive your bonus. Bet online where the game starts. Okay, well, we're going to start here. We've got some work to do. Uh, I want to start with Chicago because now they have the injuries, and then this is going to dovetail into what uh, Jeff wants to talk about with Grayson Allen. Here you have the Chicago Bulls, Bob. Terrific chemistry, terrific story this year, and then they have two injuries. Caruso, who is your guy, and also Ball is going to have surgery. Can they survive the That's injury? my guy. That's my guy. Just so oh, Caruso's know. your guy. Oh, was... no, 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 no. I like a, no, no. Ball. Lonzo. I, I'm, a, I'm a Caruso guy. Yeah, like yeah, Lonzo. yeah. But, yeah, but he's, a, he's a Ball family guy. You know, we all know that. That's a, but um, the answer probably is going to be very difficult. It's going to be di- the answer is more than likely no. Uh, it's going to be very difficult. Um, I, I just don't know where, where they're going to, you know, find the replacement. Uh, I mean, losing ball was bad enough, but, but then losing Caruso on top of that, I mean, Caruso would have been helped fill the void a little bit. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a bad, bad week for the, for the Bulls. Uh, and I feel badly about it because I like that they've cut their likable team and, and um, they've done a nice job of putting something nice together and they've, and they've been playing well. I wish them well, but I, I, I fear for them. Yeah, I, I think they're in trouble. Like, I, you know, to me, again, I, I think the Bulls played over their head early, and, and DeRozan's been so darn good and, and, a, and an MVP candidate. And now, you know, you, you got without Lonzo for the next month or two, he'll come back. I don't know if they're going to have that same mojo. You know, and I thought oh. they, they caught the Eastern Conference at the right time, right? Embiid doesn't have Ben Simmons. The Celtics are struggling. The, the Hawks struggled. The Knicks kind of went back to the Knicks. You know, so like somebody had to take advantage and, and, and Brooklyn didn't have Kyrie. Yeah, right, right. You're right. So somebody had to take advantage and I thought Chicago did it. And Billy Donovan's didn't listen. National, you know, he, he's coach of the year to me at this point with what he's done. And, and DeRozan's been fantastic. I just don't know if they're going to be able to keep it up. No, I, All right, I, I, so, Jeff, you wanted to talk about the Grayson Allen foul resulted in a uh, one-game suspension, and Caruso going to the hoop, Allen goes up, fouls him. Yeah. To me, it didn't look that bad. I was surprised it resulted in a wrist injury that is putting Caruso out for, like, six weeks. And he gets yeah, a game but he hit him hard in the air. You can't do that, especially if you're Grayson Allen. And I know this has been Grayson. Listen, nobody knows it better. I sat down with Grayson Allen for an exclusive for ESPN after I think it was his second or third tripping incident. You know, he had won it, won at Louisville, one against Louisville, one against Florida state. Um, and, and I don't think when I sat down with him, I just don't think he knows how to control how, how he plays the game. I think he's always played the game this way, which is, you know, at, at a hundred miles an hour going hard. And, and I think, it is, if you take that away from him, is he an, even an NBA player? If, if you change that mindset, do you then not go hard all the time and, and you're not really a, a guy who sticks in the NBA? So I think it got him there. So he's thinking in his mind, I need to play this way in order to stick in, in the league. But man, over and over and over. And that's the problem is you got this pattern of tripping uh, of now again, you know, hitting a guy in midair when everybody knows you, you Kelly Oubre did it last night too, to somebody, I, I forget who it was and, and, and what it was, but you just got to be careful. LeBron did it. LeBron did it the other night to somebody in the air. 
In general terms here, I'm not going, I'm not buying it uh, in terms of uh, he has to play this way to stay in the league kind of thing. I like because it's, it's a differentiation. We're talking about different things. Marcus Smart plays hard. We all agree to that. Has he ever once been accused of being dirty? Not that no. I know of. He's no, hard. He just flops. He, he just flops. Yeah, all right, that that's uh, that. Don't do it. In, I, I, he's lucky he doesn't play in the, when Dave Cowens is playing. I'll just tell you that. But that's another story for another day. But no, he plays hard. And and there are other guys who we can identify who play hard and 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 but never been accused of being dirty. There's something I don't know how Grayson Allen wired. Uh, the, yeah. You know that whole thing in college it made zero sense to me. Zero, no sense to me whatsoever. And this is a. It's been a while since we heard from him. You know, in terms of he's been clean. His slate's been. Yeah. I guess it's been clean, right? And yes. it just so happens it's Grayson Allen. Whoever did this, it was, it was, a, it was a bad thing, though. It was, I, I think it was a, a very treacherous thing for him to do. So, so you don't think it was a reputation thing? Whoever, got, whoever made that foul was getting a game. Yeah, I, I, well, that's a very good question. I don't know for sure. But I think it's odds are, yes. I think when it's, I, I, the odds are. But it, it's not, I can't guarantee if that. If it was a reputation thing, he would have got more than a game. See, I, I felt like, again, and they shouldn't. Like nothing he did in college could have any effect no. on what you're doing to him in the NBA. He, he wasn't a repeat right. offender or anything like that. Like college, different situation uh, completely. But uh, again, you just look at it and at some point, is somebody just going to go after him in the NBA and, and, and just pop him next time he does this stuff? Because it, it's just been over and over and he has that reputation. And he's kind of that guy that at Duke, he was – he was like the next J.J. Redick in terms of a guy that everybody loved to hate, right? It was Leitner, Redick, and then it's always kind of the white guy at Duke, but I don't think there had been one at that level until Grayson started tripping dudes left and right. Yeah, right. No, it's an unusual phenomenon, this whole, the whole Dukey thing anyway, starting with Leitner. But, but uh, no, it's uh, – He's it, actually been good, yeah. though. As, as an NBA player, he's actually been a solid NBA, probably better than I thought he'd be in the decent- league. Hey, listen, you know, my, our first exposure, everybody's first exposure to him, of course, was in that NCAA final game, you know, when he, when he absolutely, for most of us, came out of nowhere to win that game. Nowhere. That, win a championship no. for that. Everybody. But, and then he, yeah. then he became Mr. You know, the notorious Grayson Allen, the, 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 day, the, the, the night tripper and day tripper. He was day tripper, night tripper, weekend tripper. You know, he was a, all kinds of tripper. And uh, all right, you know, I, I had to do that. And, um, but it, it, look, the act, it's, there's no defense for what he, for that no matter who did it okay and um and and it's if one of the, here's one of the interesting things about sports always when something like that happens because it really pertains to hockey more than anything uh which is uh do you how biblical do you want to get with 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 the punishment in other words eye for an eye I, if i'm out five games you got to be out five games in this case it's going to be six weeks maybe versus one game it doesn't seem quite fair somehow you know that that's the i case. mean now the Bulls, the Bulls lost Patrick Williams early in the year, right? Maybe even the preseason, but right early in the year, and he was a starter. Then you're you're without Lonzo, and now you're without Caruso. That's three of your top eight or eight guys or so. It's gonna be awful uh, if I do overcome. Yeah, I mean, if they can do it, wow. But you know, at this point, if you're the Bulls, you're playing, you're playing for matchup as much as anything, and playing to get healthy when it matters most in the playoffs. But you know, I guess. I mean, who do you want to stay away from? I guess in the second round, does it matter if you play Brooklyn or Milwaukee? I mean, probably about the same, right? Well, depends on yeah, depends on where you're playing. Depends on where you're playing Brooklyn. 
You want to play right. Brooklyn on the Good road. Point. You want to Good play point. <laughs> that's the, that's going to be one. Of the, oh, this is going to be one. Of the, I almost can't wait till we get to that point in the season, to, to what we're going to be saying and, to, and watching and talking about and how that's going to play out with them in the playoffs, right? Kyrie is going to love it. Yeah. Oh, Kyrie is going to eat it up. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, right. you had 30 last night, and, and, and you know, by the way. Um, so, all right, now let's get to another indefensible act of even but more, much more bizarre and that's David Vanterpool, the assistant coach of the Brooklyn Nets, who was $10,000 poorer, as we speak, by doing something that not anybody, most of us have never seen, which is a coach intercepting a pass off the bench in the middle and with five minutes and 43 seconds left in the fourth quarter of a six-point game, David Vanterpool cannot restrain himself as a, as a pass is being made. Uh, the pass, just for the specifics here, it was uh, Dinwiddie to Kuzma, but it didn't get, it was deflected by David Vanterpool, and the referees didn't get it, didn't see it, which leads hey, us to something else that's one of my crusades of longstanding, guys, which is Kuzma, I thought very rationally, was, was talking about what, the reason the refs didn't see it is that Steve Nash was standing in the way of their eyesight on the play. And it brings to thing something I've been saying for 30 years. Coaches should not be allowed to leave the bench, except maybe to call timeout. No standing, period. Sit your ass down. At yeah, every no, level. I mean, Bob. At every level. I mean this. I I'm mean, very serious. I've been saying this for 30 years. Coaches should be made to sit their ass down. Period. I, good, good luck with that. I mean, good luck. Listen, make them do it. Good luck. In the NBA, make them do it. actually, in the NBA, it's way better than it is in college. Bob, it's insane in college. These coaches don't shut the hell up, and they are up the – some are up the entire game. I mean, John Calipari is up almost the – Bruce Pearl is up almost the entire game, and they don't shut up to the refs. So it's like when the refs don't make a call, who uh, you can't blame them. These guys are yelling and chirping at them the whole friggin' game. And with with NBA, actually, it's way worse with the players than it is. Some of the coaches are bad, but like they're they're not up nearly as much as the college guys. Well, but this, I I agree with you. I, I totally agree with everything you're saying. But but this is. This is something nobody ever talks about. And I've, I've, I'm, I've, one of my little obsessions, I've told you literally for 30 years, for maybe even 40 years, is coaches, you know, should not yeah, be. Yeah, but you know what? Coaches, number one, it's never going to happen because coaches will get less endorsements sitting on the bench. <laughs> um, so that's the big problem right there. It's not good for the brand, Bob. It's not good for the brand. Um, a brand that's hurting this year has been the LA Lakers, right? As we speak, they're a game under 500. They've moved up into eighth place in the West. Uh, you can't fire the players. And as we know, Antonio Davis has not worked out. So, Bob, Frankie Vogel, our former um, audio sound man of the Boston Celtics 100 years ago, is he going to get the whack? Is he going to get the axe, I should say? It's very possible. But, you know, the, the, the problem starts here with general manager James and the team he and his assistant Palenka put together, you know, and uh, the, and that's, that's the issue. Uh, so, but he he will. I, I think it's a fairly good chance will be the scapegoat sooner or later. Yeah, probably. But it's not going to solve anything. Well, that's the thing. Is who you, I mean, all all you're going to want to do, right? 
they've acquiesced to, to LeBron for whatever it is, right? Whatever he wants, he gets. And the moment he decides that he doesn't want Frank Vogel around anymore, they'll, they'll make a move. They'll bring in another, not another buddy. Cause I don't think Frank Vogel was like LeBron's buddy or anything, but I think he knew, he knew Vogel well enough and he knew his reputation that Vogel would be easy to deal with, would go along with most. And, and, and if you're Frank Vogel, you're out of a job, right? You're saying like, whatever, if I got a chance to win the title, I'll go and, and, and play the game with LeBron. It doesn't matter. And, and if I can get, you know, three years, that's probably a good run. Three years with all the money Frank Vogel's made and, and, and you know, gets an opportunity, you know, to, to, to coach LeBron and have a chance if everything goes right to win titles every year. Obviously, this year it's different. You got AD who's been hurt. I don't know if he wanted, you know, to, to me, the problem was Russ. He just didn't fit. He yeah, didn't. Right. If you're going to bring in a third guy, it shouldn't have been Russell Westbrook. Well, you know, you know, when it goes down to where he is sitting on the bench for the last four minutes of a close game because the coach says, I had to put out the team that had the best chance to win the game. He doesn't guard at all. Like, that's what people don't get. Like, he puts all this effort and intensity into the offensive end of the game and end of the floor. But the dude doesn't guard at all. Like, his man could be all the way on the other side of the court. He has no idea half the time. So if, if you really want to win that bad, at some point, don't you say, I'm a freak athlete. I can guard. I can guard probably anybody I want if I put my mind to it. But there's been no pride in that end of the, the floor for Russ forever now. No, it's, it's well, isn't the, the problem with the Lakers, uh, Anthony Davis, hasn't been healthy since day one? Yeah, you add Anthony Davis, they're instead of being 500, they're 10 games over 500. Honestly, a healthy Anthony Davis makes that much of a difference with the Lakers. Yeah, no, that, 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 right. That's still sad. But anyway. And we're not complaining. We're not talking about Frank Vogel's job being on the line or any of that. Maybe they're not the number one seed, but they're in that top three or four discussion, and nobody cares because everybody's just saying, hey, they need to turn it on. So to me, if they can get in, you know, the only problem is you get in at that point, you haven't played together all year. And again, you still got that Russ issue where he doesn't fit in with LeBron and AD. You know, you're talking about Russ, the, the, the whole triple double thing took on a life of its own. Right. It was, a, yeah. you know, and, and became his entire identity in his mind, I'm sure, you know, and, yep. and you know, so and we all love this, the fact that it, it was a big, big ballyhoo a couple of weeks ago when he finally had a game after 400 plus games of, that we didn't have a turnover. And ever remember, all the years I've, I've watched and covered the league, I'll never remember that 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 ever becoming such an issue with anybody. Yeah. Four hundred games and without a turnover, but uh, before he finally uh, had one. Well, you, you talk the- about the Lakers lacking chemistry, and I think one thing that we've seen this year has been the chemistry of Cleveland, the chemistry chemistry of Chicago. I think you could say that probably Phoenix has chemistry. Uh, obviously, Golden State does, but that's that's I don't even have to mention that. But you take a look at chemistry right now with Cleveland, and that 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 made me. I want to ask this question. I think this is right in Bob's wheelhouse. We, Bob, we talked about Cleveland last week. What is the best chemistry in a team that you've ever seen in the NBA? And you don't have to. I'm going to go for a season, okay? For a season. It may very well. Well, the first thing that came to mind when I, when I, when I, was the 70 Knicks, 69, 70 Knicks, 
and that that just that worked uh, beautifully at both ends of the floor. They moved the ball as well as any half court team, you know, to that point in history, quite frankly, and uh, and and, st- and set a standard that's only been approached occasionally in the, in the ensuing, believe it or not, fifty plus years. And that they were they had it. The the eighty six Celtics certainly had it. I mean, what they had, particularly from the middle, they they had a two month period where it was absurd that that they were so good. It it was like they were playing a a different sport than what everybody else was playing for the most part. Uh, Where they were so good, it it coincided with you know with Walton completely fitting in in the middle of January night. They beat the Lakers, and Walton started off by blocking a Kareem shot, and the crowd came out of its mind right right then and there. And and uh, anyway, they had it for the most part, and. uh, the Trailblazers, one of the great what ifs in NBA history. How much they more they could have accomplished after that first championship in '77. They were 50 and 10 in 1977-78 on their way, prohibitive favorites to win another one. Walton got hurt, and then by the end they were all. But four fifths of the starting five, I think, was injured by the playoffs, or, or and uh, that we'll never know. They had it, and that's Doctor Doctor Jack's team had it. That you know, there's three. You know, recently you got to go with the Warriors. Uh, you got to go with what they've done. The, war- the Warriors uh, went; they're they're at their best over the last this this run, which is now you know half a dozen years or more. Uh, and and they 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 got it back again this year. Uh, and they have to have Draymond Green out there, but uh, to be per- you know to have it all work perfectly. But you, they're they're in a discussion. When, when what about the over the Lakers teams in terms of chemistry? The teams with with Magic and Worthy yeah. and. I mean, I don't know what it's like them. They had, they, I always say the best series that never was was the 86 Celtics against the 87 Lakers, you know? Yeah. That would have been, oh, my God. Once once they picked up Michael Thompson and they were whole, and uh, then they had – oh, they had it. Yeah, I think if right. you, we'll find a, examples of, of other teams, you know. Uh, you know, I can't – people say, what about the Bulls? They won all those championships. To me, the Bulls are uh, uh, the odd man out only because it was all about Michael. It was always yeah. all about Michael. It was not about team. It was always all about Michael, and and it, it, which is a tribute to him. I mean, frankly, how great he was. Let's not ever forget how great he was, and you know, in all these greatest goat discussions, you know. And but it was still all about him. You didn't think about the team as much as thought about Michael. But yeah, uh, I, I always thought the '04 Pistons. Remember that? I mean, that they came out uh, of nowhere. Yeah, it did come out. That, yeah, but for that, one that was, season, Rasheed yeah. Wallace was a team guy. Well, that 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 was the. They had he was a pickup. Yes, you know, I know. And and they needed it. And and he's he's one of the more frustrating individuals in the history of the league. He, he should have been stamping a, a punching a first ballot ticket to the Hall of Fame. And and he just so talented. And he, he, he just you know, just 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 didn't yeah, you know, just didn't do what he should have done often enough. Uh, except set a standard for technical fouls, you know, that right. But that's that's he, the one just that, less Hey, he just left Memphis. He was on their staff, you know, with Penny Hardaway and Larry Brown. And Rasheed left because he wouldn't get vaccinated. So they, they, that was it. They, they had oh, a, Memphis a is a team place. I forgot to mention with chemistry. You know, yep. it just seems like, and of course on CLNS, you can watch our Celtics pod too. But when I, when I go through it, I was looking at the chemistry and Jeff and I were talking about Cleveland. Like I said, Cleveland and Memphis last week, and you guys are both fans of them. And I started to think, you know, like if Tatum and Brown had what John Moran has in Memphis or what Lonzo Ball, you know, um, or Levine, who's coming back for Cleveland, had in Cleveland, you know, what a different story that would be. 
Because the point is, is that you have Michael, and he's probably the, the exception of the rule. But other than that, all the other great championships team, all the other great championship teams had that chemistry uh, aside from the star, you know. And right now you have two Celtics stars and and nothing else works. And if you took if you took what Memphis has or Cleveland has or Chicago has and put it with Brown and Tatum, it might be a different story, Jeff. Yeah, I mean, I'm just kind of looking at the teams ahead of them in the standings, and and you're saying, like, all right, Miami's got the culture and the talent. Brooklyn's got the talent. We know that. The Bulls had a a elite-level pass-first point guard. The Bucks have a superstar who's just as much of a – not about himself as there is in in a really good point guard in in Drew Holiday. Um, Those are your top four teams right now in the East. Charlotte's ahead of the Celtics right now. I know! They got a kid who can pass the hell out of the ball, right? Like he just makes everybody better in, in Lamella. The two outliers ahead of him, Cleveland to me, the fact that Cleveland is ahead of the Celtics right now is a complete and utter embarrassment if you're a Boston Celtics fan or player. The fact that you can look down that roster and say they are 28 and 19 and we're 24 and 24 is a complete joke because. The Celtics, as we've mentioned, have two all-star caliber players. Uh, Jason Tatum went for 51 last night. You know, Cleveland's got a bunch of, like, decent players. Most general fans of the, the, the NBA probably can't name a player on the Cavs right now. Yeah, you're right. You, got, you know, you got Garland with maybe that, that after that. You're right. So something very good there is going on in that regard. There's no doubt. Uh, yeah, you can't argue with that. So, you know, we, we, you know, we talk about, we talk, we, we talk about the stars in the league and I just see, and there's no question that there are the stars, but one of the things that observing this league, I think there's kind of a shift right now um, where uh, I don't know what star, you still need a star to win. You still, you no, 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 no. You need to star Jeff, but I don't know if there's a person out there that can win a, a championship on their own the way Michael did. No, like I thought LeBron not. was that guy. I thought LeBron was that guy, but I don't see anybody else. I don't. I don't even think the freak can do it. He can't. He can't. I mean, he's got good complementary pieces that are actually better than we thought in Chris Middleton and, and Drew Holiday, and they've got really good role players that are a whole hell of a lot better than. Again, when you look down, I hate to go back to the Celtics, but well, that's the, know, the Celtics complementary pieces. They're, they're, you know, Pat Connaughton. You take you take him on the Celtics any day of the week right, right now. Right. right. I mean, he'd be great for the Celtics. For I mean, there's no, I mean, the Celtics, have, the Celtics have always had a Caruso. They don't have one. You know what I mean? They don't, they, they, the good Celtics teams always Even had a James Caruso. Posey, right? Even right. a James Posey. They don't have a one. Great one for that. They don't have one. You know, we'll go down the list. Gentlemen, it's always a pleasure. Uh, Bob, welcome back from Transy. Thank you. Uh, and I was just very happy to know that Bob had not only been to the University of Maine, Pit, not once, Jeff Goodman, but twice, twice. That's a that's a haul. That is a haul. You know what it's going to say on Bob Ryan's gravestone? I don't want to be dark here. Jim Rat. Yes. <laughs> Jim Rat. Two hundred three. Two hundred three. But we got we got to get you next year when when hopefully everything's a little bit easier <laughs> to travel for for us, Bob. We have to in the preseason set something for either. Shoot, we could do four days and hit Stillwater on the way to Dude, Spokane. 
That's a reality show. That Goodman and Ryan, that is a reality show. Planes, trains, automobiles, and gymnasiums. Okay, guys, see you later.